Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new season of the Purposeful Life Show with your host, Adrian Starks. I'm excited to share some new updates of the show with you, starting with a new look, sound, and energy, as well as a variety of guests coming aboard with intriguing topics of conversation. I hope you enjoy the new level of energy that will be brought to the show. Thank you for all of your support since the very beginning in 2019. Wow, it's been three years already? <laughs> because of you, the Purposeful Life Show is now in the top 5% of all podcasts globally, and we aim to get it into the top 1%. Continue listening to the show and share it with others. You can also now listen to the show on my Facebook page at Adrian Starks, where you can comment in real time and communicate with me about your aha moments. Thank you again for all of your support, and let's make this one hell of a year and be purposeful about doing that. Wishing you all much love and success. Everyone is feeling the frustration and exhaustion of a judicial system in a country that is not holding true to its name. United States? Are we actually that united? We are seeing with the recent violent and deathly case of George Floyd, amongst many other black lives, that racism is still a choking weed that must be uprooted in order for the nation to move on as united. Is that possible? What can you and I do to help diminish this now and further down the road? Stay tuned as I hold a powerful discussion on dealing with racism going forward. Welcome to the Purposeful Life Show on the Champion Up Podcast with Adrian Starks. If you're looking for the ideas that could be your breakthrough for change in your business, career, or personal life, this podcast is just for you. Join Adrian as he speaks on topics of self-development and interviews a variety of entrepreneurs, business owners, and thought leaders to reveal their ideas and solutions to success and its challenges. Subscribe to the show and leave a review. It's time to champion up and be a courageous creator of change. Welcome back, my champions, my courageous creators of change to another episode on the Purposeful Life Show. I am your host, Adrian Starks. Today, we are going to tackle a topic that many people right now, not just in the U.S., but across the globe, are wondering about. Racism. Racism continues and everyone is fed up. Some wonder what more they can do or if they are doing enough. And I have often asked myself these questions too during these challenging times. It's interesting to me that when we think of racism, we think of some taboo, some monster in the closet, something that happened long ago, but it can't possibly happen now. And I'm going to tell you right now, it does happen. It's been around for a very long time. And the reason why it still continues is because it's hidden. The reason why we are seeing it now is because we can tape it. We can record it. We can streamline it. We can tell others about it, which means that we've come quite a ways. But there's still so much change that we have to embody with respecting the human being. This conditioning factor of people feeling superior to someone due to the pigmentation of their skin color is basically an ignorance. Racism is not something that's born into people. It's actually taught and it's passed down from generation to generation. With racism, if we think about it from a psychological standpoint, it comes from fear and that fear gets propelled by hate. 
Now, one may ask the question, why do people feel that way or why are they that way? That's a good question. A lot of it is due to identification. We know now that people identify in groups where social beings. But if you're in a group that's based off of hating someone or somebody in a particular race, that becomes the belief factor that you operate from. That becomes your language. It becomes how you identify yourself and you have to do the things that will continue to identify you with that belief system. This is why arguments happen. They're trying to defend their opinion about something. Now, opinions, I want to be very clear here, are different for everyone because we see the world from a different perspective. My experience is not your experience, so you and I are going to see things a different way. That's okay. We live to disagree. When opinions start to morph into violence, that means a person is trying to force you to believe something that they believe. And they even feel threatened by the fact that you don't believe what they believe. So if we turn this back around to racism, it comes from this system of behavior that says, this is me, this is who I am, and you're threatening that. Sounds very simple, doesn't it? It's usually the simple things that make it very difficult for us to understand because we'd like to make things complicated. So for years, racism has been going on, and I am no stranger to racism. I was born and raised in Texas. I have heard the N-word. I have been made fun of for my lips and my nose. Um, I felt like I didn't belong. Through all of those challenges, I am so happy that I decided to move to the state of Washington at the age of 18, where I've spent more than half of my life. It was there I learned a lot about culture and diversity and saw myself fitting in with people who were just like me and people who were very different from me. It was an acceptance. It was a way of thinking and feeling. It was a culture. So speaking of culture, racism is a culture. It's a way of people thinking about other people. This has to change. Yes, we have come a long ways from the 50s and 60s, but there are still elements of this that are getting passed down from generation to generation that we have to address. This is why protesting is going on right now. People ask me about the rioting, and I don't agree with tearing up things or even violence. I do agree with strategic protesting, going out in groups, and being able to express yourself without the violence. I won't get into too much detail about what causes the violence, because that's a whole other topic. But let's keep it positive on the element of constructive protesting to bring out your voice. If you're listening today and you're wondering how racism starts, it starts at the root of ignorance, miseducation. Let me give you an example here. We've all heard the story of Columbus, the great man who discovered America. But what I find and what most people do not know is that he discovered that there was someone already here, the indigenous people, the Native Americans. I do respect Columbus because he had a goal, he had a dream, a vision, and he went out and he wanted to prove people wrong that the world was not flat, and he did that. Through his journey, they faced many storms on the sea, to the point where they ended up shipwrecked on the shores of a new country. As he is disembogulated and disoriented, he's laying down in the sand, gasping for air, looking around for his men. As he looks up, he sees this tall, slender person with dark brown skin tone and long, silky hair. Immediately, he thinks he's in India, and he calls them Indians. This is how their name got termed for so many years, and why now people are saying, no, not Indians, they're indigenous people. 
They're Native Americans. They were the first people here in America. So over time, this name has been something that has identified a culture. This is a prime example of how one person can make a statement or a judgment about someone and it can shift and shape history. Now imagine multiple Columbuses making prejudgments about a particular race over time. This is how a lot of the black Americans have been treated over the years, being prejudged, being talked about, given names that don't belong to them. Over time, these names were used to degrade their character, to make them feel less than worthy. There were times in the Constitution where it would say that we were less than human. Thank goodness it doesn't say that anymore. This is why it has been such an important topic. We have seen now with the death of George Floyd that this is ridiculous. There is no reason for any human being to inflict harm onto an innocent person who has done nothing. And here's my thing. People ask me, well, Adrian, why don't you get worked up and more angry? I am angry. I am frustrated about it. I have a different way of articulating it, which I'm using my platform for this to help educate you on why racism is occurring and how we can take it from the root and get rid of it over time. Racism will not stop overnight. It needs to be taken down a notch over time. And we do this by taking it by the root. That is education, educating ourselves on what it actually means, educating people on when it occurs and educating ourselves on making sure that we are able to stand up and speak out when we see it. I think it was Will Smith who said that racism is always around. Now it's just getting filmed. And it's so true. It's getting filmed now, which is important. I want to touch on a couple of topics here. I've had some people ask me questions about, and I want to address this. The all lives matters factor. I hear this a lot. And I am not saying that that is not important. Yes, all lives do matter. But at this point in time, Black lives are not included into that equation. They have been ostracized from it as separate. This is why violence is occurring toward black men and women from police enforcement. It's a disrespect, a lack of care for the black human life. This is why there is a big alert right now saying we need to stop this. Imagine you go to the doctor and you have a pancreas or a liver problem that's causing you a lot of pain. The doctor will consider your whole body, but they're going to want to know right now what is the exact area of pain. You will tell them that. Then they will ask you, are there any other areas that you're concerned about currently? And you may say, my shoulder, my arm, my eyes, my head. Then the question will come back around to you again. What is the most problematic area? You would tell them the liver or the pancreas. They go to work on that area. They address it. They work on treating it. Then they provide you with ways of preventing it from happening again. This is how the diagnosis happens. The problem is addressed. Then they go to work on treating that problem. Right now, the problem in the human embodiment, the whole collection of human spirits, is that the black lives are being threatened with death on a daily basis. That's the diagnosis. It's called racism. Now, the treatment is getting people together to see and find a way to begin to minimize that pain. This is why law enforcement has to be changed. Rules have to be changed in the judicial system to work better toward the advantage of human lives, particularly black lives when it comes to life and death. Once we do that, ladies and gentlemen, then we can begin to prevent it from happening again. And the preventing comes from education. 
taking racism from the root and showing people that this is not the way to live or treat someone. It reminds me of this thing I saw on Twitter the other day of a gentleman that was riding his bicycle and he saw two young girls that were putting up pictures of George Floyd. They were doing their part in helping to speak out. Immediately, this guy gets off of his bicycle. He's a white guy. And these two girls are white. He snatches the pieces of paper from the two girls with so much anger. He starts yelling at them. I think these girls were at least nine or ten young people. And he instilled fear into them of what they were doing. Imagine this same man going home and he has a family. That attitude gets steeped into their way of being and feeling And that instills fear into them. Then it encourages them to operate that way as well. This is how it spreads. Racism is a disease. It spreads from one person to the next. So we've got to be like that doctor. Go in and find the problem and treat it where it is. Because if people are educating their kids to be racist, then we need to start educating ourselves and our children not to be that way. It happens over time. So the All Lives Matter is an important topic, but right now, black lives need to matter more when it comes to life and death. That's just common sense to me. When we address that and we get it under control, then we can talk about All Lives Matter, because then black lives will be included into that. And I hope you understand this. The second question that has been proposed to me by people that are not black They want to know, how much more can I do? Am I doing enough? And I want to let you know that if you're asking the question, you're already doing something. Power starts in the asking of a question. Then answers, reasons show up. Do what you can, the best way you can. Don't feel pressured about having to go out and do things the same way everyone else is doing them. Because remember, we have our own ways of expressing ourselves. I always say this, we're here to learn. We're here to grow and to fully express ourselves, and that's different for everybody. So whatever you can do, that's going out and protesting constructively, protesting on your social media, getting involved in conversations, reading more about the black culture, learning and sharing ideas, asking your friends more about it, you know, showing support, calling them. That's a way of showing love and support. I want you not to feel compelled that you have to bear the emotional burden of this that's going on. I know a lot of people who are not black, they are feeling really down every single day and they're feeling very uh, upset. And I want you to know that this is a burden that my race has been carrying for years. And it's sad to say, but you get to the point where sometimes you get used to it. But I want you to understand this is a journey and to take care of yourselves as you're experiencing this journey with us. Center yourself. Do things that make you feel good. And don't feel bad about that. You have to have a way to fill yourself up with energy. That way you can go out and you can give that energy again, right? You got to fill yourself up. So take care of yourself. If you're finding a way to get out there to protest, if you're finding a way to express yourself online, then go ahead and do it. That's supporting to me. That's very important. If you want to learn more about how to help in this situation, I want to give you a few steps here. The first step is social media. It's very powerful, and we're seeing that the battlefield is not just on the ground right now. It's in the virtual world. So any way that you can do something on social media, do it, because you're going to be capturing a lot more people that typically would not be involved in this, right? You're going to pop up in their timeline, especially the people who are like the ostriches keeping their head in the sand. They don't want to know that it exists. They want to ignore it. You're going to get their attention. 
I want to prepare you as well, too, that you may lose some friends. You may get some people that are going to have some conflict with you, and that's okay. We live in a time now where bullying is happening with adults consistently on social media, people trying to tell you what you can say or what you can feel. Express yourself. Don't abdicate your ability to say something powerful that can change a life. Get on social media. Post something that's relevant to you. Share a post. Share a video. Go to my social media pages. Share something positive. Go to Champion Up with Adrian Starks. Do whatever you can on social media. But don't get in virtual fights with people. That's unnecessary and it's a waste of energy. The second step here is voting. You may say to yourself, well, I already vote. There's a lot of people that who who do not vote. And for those of you who are listening and you have not voted, please go out and vote. I don't care if you don't like any of the candidates. It's always better to choose a candidate that resonates with you just a little bit versus not choosing any at all. People have died for your freedom to be able to vote. So please go out and vote and spread your voice that way because the battle is going to be in the judicial systems. We can do it in all perspectives. We can go out here in the streets We can be on social media, but the real change happens in the judicial system. So we have to have a hand in that. Start voting. The third step, I mentioned this earlier, is education. Educating yourself, educating our kids on the power of unity, on the power of empathy, on the power of love. Educating them also on racism. They need to know that it exists. The reason why it's existed for so long is because it's been hidden. It's in politics, it's in sports, it's in entertainment, it's in all places hiding behind uniforms. And these uniforms are just not police uniforms, there are other uniforms that people wear. And I'm going to get sidetracked here just for a bit. Speaking of police uniforms, you're listening to this, please don't think all police officers are bad. There are some good people out there who are serving and protecting the way that they signed that oath. So just don't put all of them in the same bracket, please don't. But back to the education piece. It's important to let kids know about black people who have done great things for the United States. I find that it's so much easier to find criminals that are black than it is to find people who have done something great. Think of George Washington Carver, the gentleman who created peanut butter that people use every single day. Find someone that resonates with you and teach that to your children. You could be making a peanut butter sandwich with them and say, there was a person who created peanut butter. Do you know who that is? It's George Washington Carver. He was a black man. Let kids know about powerful black people. There's a gentleman named Wanamaker. He was the first person to make the American watch, and he was black. But they won't talk about this in social media. They won't talk about this on the news. They won't talk about this in certain um, educational systems because why? Why would they? Right? So we have to start self-educating ourselves. Go out. Find a book. Buy books. Learn about the culture of black history. There's so many people who have done great things. I have a book now called 100 African Americans Who Shaped American History. You can go get it on Amazon for maybe 10 bucks. It's that easy to be informed the positive way. Education is the tool that will yank racism up by the roots. Racism is ignorance. It's the inability or the unwillingness to understand a person for who they are versus the color of their skin. Educate yourselves. You can make an impact in this world just by sharing what you know. Right now is an experience for all of us to learn more about ourselves, to grow more with ourselves, and to express our power out here as decision makers. Speak your voice on social media.
go out and vote and educate yourselves and your children. Go to championup.net and read my blog on creating impact because you can create that impact in your life. You have the ability to change your world by changing how you think, feel, and act toward that world. This is not a time to give up, champion. This is not a time to be hopeless. This is a time to step into our courage and to embrace our challenges, create the realities that we want for ourselves and for others. In the words of Frederick Douglass, without struggle, there is no progress. Until then, I encourage you to be that courageous creator of change in your life. This is the Purposeful Life Show on the Champion of Podcast with myself, Adrian Starks, and thank you for listening. Subscribe to the show and connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube at Champion Up with Adrian Starks. Go to championuppodcast.com to be inspired by more life-changing content. Until then, I encourage you to be that courageous creator of change in your life.